It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers Podcast. I am your host, Travis Hauser, here in Carlsbad, California. Really, really enjoyed the last few months of fall golf here in San Diego. We just finished up our fall semester of the Operation 36 program, and this week we're kicking off the winter session of the Operation 36 program. And it's just so fun to see how well this program has grown over the last six months. It's exciting to see new students coming into the program and it's even more exciting to see the progression that the students have had who have been in the program for a number of semesters we even have one junior golfer who's reached the 200 yard marker and he will be playing at a new golf course here locally and it's just gonna be so exciting for all these junior golfers and just beyond the progression of the junior golfers it's just so cool to see their excitement and the encouragement that they have to play golf you know, I've seen junior golfers, and this was uh, brought to me from one of the parents in my Operation 36 program, where the dad was saying, you know, when we started golf, my son would show up and he would just be wearing his gym clothes, you know, with you know, just a t-shirt and just some, you know, gym shorts. Now it's all about acting the part as well for him. So now his whole closet's full of golf clothes. He's got new hats, shirts, shorts, everything, even the shoes. And I think that's so important because it's just part of that immersion into the game. And that's what keeps it exciting for everybody. And I think it's just so cool. And so I love to hear those kinds of things. And again, you know, you don't get that just by providing that for your junior golfer. That is just the byproduct of them enjoying the sport and immersing themselves more into the game, whether they see it on TV or just with their other players and their classes and how they are dressing and conducting themselves as golfers. So it's just so fun to see. Today, we're going to talk about are the do's and don'ts for tournament play of junior golf. So we're going to go through a couple of different areas, including signing up for your junior golfer, the practice rounds, caddying, post rounds, and then practice. And I'll leave you with a couple of final thoughts. And today's episode, there's going to be things in here for both the junior golfer and for specifically, I think the parents more so than just the coaches, but I think the parents involved in this process. So let's get into it. All right. So let's talk about the signups for tournament play. So for junior golfers, I would say a do would be to pick a tournament that you feel comfortable playing in. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, maybe it is picking a golf course or your local course or your home course that's hosting a tournament and have that be maybe one of your first tournaments that you decide to play in. Because you are starting in an environment that you're comfortable in. You're starting in an environment that you're familiar with. And I think it's going to help with just some of the overwhelm that can happen when being in this new environment of playing in a junior golf tournament. Now, don't, I would say, don't sign up for an event that may seem really overwhelming for you. So that could be a golf course that you're not familiar with. It could be a playing field that's, you know, over 100 players. If in your gut as a junior golfer, you feel like that is going to be an event that feels overwhelming for you, maybe not have that as your first event going out there. Now, parents, I would say a do would be to wait for your child to ask to play in a tournament. And the don't would be just the opposite is sign your junior up for a tournament 
when they either don't want to play in one or have no interest in doing so. And, you know, even myself, I sometimes kind of jump and think, oh, geez, maybe I should get my oldest son to play in a tournament just to, you know, give him some experience. But he doesn't even know what a tournament is. So why would I put him in a tournament when he doesn't even know what that is and potentially risk him having a negative experience too early in the game that could then risk taking him away from the game? So I think it's something that we can slowly do and... I believe actually growing up, I want to say that even Xander Chauflet, he didn't actually get into tournament play too early. And I don't think as a young junior golfer, he was playing a ton, a ton of tournaments. Now, sure, later on, as he got older, and I think closer to his high school years, he started doing that. But just to give you as an example, the best players in the world don't necessarily always start playing tournaments at a very young age. So, you know, let's wait for the junior golfer to say, hey, mom, dad, I'd like to play in a tournament. All right, so then after you're signed up for a tournament, you know, one thing I think anybody would recommend is some practice rounds. So for the juniors, a do would be, you know, when you're out there playing a practice round, maybe take some notes and I would use some of your own words. Those types of things will help you remember situations on the golf course or certain holes, but I think it'll help with your course management. So then when you go to play in the tournament, you feel that much more comfortable and you can reference some of those notes. A don't for the junior golfers would be to dwell on the results of your practice rounds. Now, remember, this is golf and anything can happen the next time out, whether it's positive or negative. So if your practice round, let's just say, didn't go so well, don't dwell on that result and think, well, geez, I didn't play well at this course. I'm not going to play well in the tournament. If you do have that mindset, there's a good chance you probably won't play well. So practice rounds, they're not for just results it's to give you some experience and give you a chance to understand the layout the dynamic of the golf course and really just to give you a more comfortable feel so that when you come back the next time you understand certain situations or certain places to hit shots and maybe even certain clubs to use so again don't dwell on those results in the practice rounds really don't have much meaning as a parent a do Maybe play alongside your junior golfer for the first time you're out there. You know, this might give you a better sense of the course management and strategy that might be able to help the junior golfer. Plus, it's just fun. It kind of creates this first laid back environment where you're out there playing together and you're going through those ups and downs together in the practice rounds or hitting certain shots together, whatever it may be. I think that would be, you know, a positive way for a parent to go and enjoy the practice round with a junior golfer. A don't, I would say... Don't overanalyze the course, you know, let the juniors enjoy their experience at the golf course if it's their first time and really help build a sense of excitement for them to come back and play in the tournament. And, um, you know, you'd be surprised again how far that will go. And I think if we can kind of help build that excitement in the junior golfers, it also helps build some confidence. And, you know, these guys, as good as the junior golfers are, they're not tour pros and, you know, they don't think like adult tour pros yet at this point and we have to keep that whole experience so positive so you know this one here i think as a parent going out and doing the practice rounds with the junior golfers have fun yourself you know take some pictures enjoy yourself um you know play it yourself there's there's just so many cool things you can do while you're out there having the practice round for the whole family to have some fun so enjoy it and now let's hear a message from our show sponsor hey guys 
This last spring, I teamed up with Operation 36 here at our facility in Carlsbad, California, and it has completely changed my way of coaching and service to my customers. Operation 36 is a developmental golf program designed to take beginners from playing their first round to being able to shoot par or better for nine holes. So here's how it works. Participants attend weekly one-hour classes and work through a six-level curriculum. They then play in nine-hole events once or twice a month with a common goal to shoot 36 or better from different distances. And using the Operation 36 app, coaches can plan programs, communicate with families, and track students' progress. It's really, really cool. If you're a parent listening, search for a program near you on their website at operation36.golf forward slash juniors. And coaches, if you'd like to start a program at your facility, go to the same website, operation36.golf forward slash coaches. Now, the next area is, you know, you're out at the tournament and for a lot of junior golf tournaments, not all of them, but for a lot of them, you have a caddy and many times the caddy is the junior golfer's parent. So let's talk about some of the do's and don'ts of caddying. I think caddying is a great thing, and uh, we want to make sure that it stays positive and the team, meaning the caddy and player, stays very positive throughout the entire round and the entire tournament. So as a junior, I think a do would be, first of all, be kind and courteous to your caddy. Remember, they also want you to do well. Trust me, the caddy wants you to do well. So make sure that you thank them during the round for helping you, thank them after the round for helping you, and Again, just embrace them as one of the team members. They 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 are there for you. And they're carrying that heavy bag for you. They're out there thinking hard alongside with you. You know, a caddy, it's it is like a job. And so those caddies are working hard. And um unfortunately for the caddies that are caddying for junior golfers, they're working for free. So make sure you thank them. And um, you know, just enjoy yourself as a player with having your parent out there alongside with you. A don't for junior golfers with having a caddy is I would say don't solely rely on them giving you the distances or don't solely rely on them making club selections for you. And remember, it is you who is swinging the club and it's you who knows the game better than anybody else. Trust me, you know the game better than anybody else for your own game. So we don't want to blame the caddy for poor decisions. Uh, When you step into that play box and you're standing over the ball, it's you who's made the decision to select the club that's in your hands, to swing the club, and make the decision that you have made. So as a junior golfer, you have to take responsibility for your own game in these tournaments. And I think the sooner that you begin to start taking more responsibility for your own game, I think the sooner you'll start to learn more about your own game and your own play. And the sooner I think if progression is what you want, the sooner you will progress. But you've got to take responsibility for your own game while you're out there. As a parent caddy, a do would be just to encourage a junior golfer no matter what the outcome is. And it's really tough sometimes. I mean, it really can be tough, but golf's not easy. So if we tell them to hit the ball to the left side of the flag and they hit to the right side of the flag... Trust me, the junior golfer did not do that intentionally. It's just golf. You want to see some people hit some wayward shots? Watch the pros. Come out, watch me. All my shots aren't perfect, I promise you. As much as maybe I wanted to keep it left of the flag. I just had a situation on Monday. I played golf at a course here called the Crossings in Carlsbad. It's not an easy course. There were a few situations where you cannot hit it left of the flag. And guess what? I hit it left of the flag. My intention was not to hit it there. 
But that's where it went, unfortunately. And then also do for parents to just let them have fun. You should have fun too while you're out there. I mean, caddying and just being right there in the moment is just such a cool thing. And, you know, don't go overwhelmed with just the scores and the results. Just enjoy the time that you're out there with the junior golfers. Now, don't for parent caddies, I would say, you know, you don't want to be a coach and tell them everything that they're doing wrong while you're out there. I don't think that's going to help with their confidence. I don't think it's going to help with their emotions. And I just don't think it's going to help with, you know, the overall experience that they have out on the golf course. So, you know, when you're out there, you know, don't take things too seriously. Remember, it's just a game. We want the experience to be positive. We want to keep it positive. And, you know, if they had fun in that experience in the tournament play, we want the junior golfer to come back and say, hey, I can't wait to play in the next tournament. That was so exciting. That was so much fun. Geez, when's the next tournament, mom and dad? Just can't wait to get back out there. That's what we want. That, I think, is one of the most important things, keeping that experience so positive. All right, so the round is just finished. You've just played the tournament. As a junior golfer, adieu. Rate yourself on how you compose yourself. Yes, how you compose yourself. So that might be how you handled your emotions. That might be your body language. That might be the words you said to your caddy, to other playing partners. That might be, were you smiling? What type of facial expressions you had? And I would also rate yourself on how well you committed to the decisions you made and committed to the shots that you intended to hit. So then what you can do is you can then begin to put together a plan to improve your on-course play. And what that means is it might mean what you might need to practice in your swing, or it might mean, hey, how do I improve just my overall composure out on the golf course? How do I improve my commitment level to the shots that I'm intending to hit? And then you have a plan and you can go back and work on that plan. Now, remember, listeners, I was a junior golfer at some point too. And I've been through this as well. And I know it's difficult. But a don't for you juniors, don't just rate yourself on your outcome or your score. Because if you do that, golf is going to beat you up in that manner. Golf is a game where when played in tournaments, there is only one winner. And if you're playing in a field of hundreds of golfers, only one of those hundreds of golfers wins. You have to see this as a process, and you have to, again, rate yourself more on the process of those things I just mentioned, 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 versus rating yourself on the outcome and the score. Because, trust me, at some point, you will not win every tournament. Yes, at some point you will not win every tournament. Look at the PGA Tour players and I want you to go in and tell me when was the last time somebody won two tournaments in a row. Now it has happened and it might have happened just this last season but look that up and then I want you to look in and see okay now how often does that happen where a player wins back-to-back weeks. Then I also want you to look into and see your favorite golfer, how many tournaments they won this last year or how many tournaments they've won each year over the last five years. And then I want you to look at how many tournaments they play every year. And I think that will help you come to realization that 
you need to be thinking about the process and some of those tournaments where you're not going to win, you're working on some parts of your game that's going to help you move that much closer to those times where you might have a good chance of winning. But again, think about the process. Now, parents post around a do would be to tell your juniors you love to watch them play and really mean it. You know, really mean it. Say that with passion. I love to watch my two boys. I know they're very young. I love to watch them play. And play is just beyond golf. I love to watch them just play anything. It brings a smile to my face and just brings me true joy. And I have to remember that. Another great do for parents is after the round, you know, go get some ice cream or food or go to their favorite restaurant, no matter what the outcome is. At the beginning of this year, we had an episode with Kimberly Liu, who was a former collegiate player. And she was a junior golfer in the junior golf program that I was working at in Northern California. And she said one thing she remembers as a child was no matter what the outcome was in a tournament, her dad always took her to the Olive Garden. And that was something she could always look forward to. And by the time she got there, good or bad, she had pretty much already forgotten about the outcome that happened in the tournament. And it was just, it just made her tournament experiences that much more positive because she always had something to look forward to after the tournament. And I think it's just such a good thing to do. And I think that's great advice. So, you know, go do that. Go have some fun. Go get some ice cream. Enjoy yourselves after the tournament. Now, I don't, you know, as a parent, we don't want to bring up the outcome unless the junior brings it up. And, um, you know, that dreaded car ride home. Dun, dun, dun. It's tough for everyone. I know it. But we don't want the junior to fear that ride. So maybe play some music in the car. Talk about other things besides golf. Roll on the windows. Enjoy the weather outside. You know, I would say do anything but talk about what just happened on the golf course in that car ride home. And uh, again, I think these things would help the junior golfers for when those emotions become high and maybe the outcome wasn't so positive. It kind of helps put them at ease and makes them feel comfortable and helps them so they want to come back and play again. All right, the last thing then with tournaments is your practice. Okay, so you've you played the round. We've talked about some of the post-round things you could do. Now you got to go back and practice. So junior golfers, here's a do. Make sure you first and foremost, and you go back to practice, practice, have some fun. You know, be creative. Hit shots that maybe you don't normally hit. Trust me, it'll go a long way. As I look at how I developed as a golfer, a lot of it came from being very creative with hitting really interesting shots with my friends. And that would be day in and day out at the golf course. If you're going to practice, also spend some time where you're working hard. You know, you're trying to maybe improve some areas of your game, whether it's technical, whether it's mental, whether it's emotionally, you know, work hard at it and enjoy every moment. I have very fond memories of my junior golf years and, you know, I can actually remember them very well. And I remember the people who I was with, they're still my friends today and Gosh, I would just love to go back and be able to spend that much time practicing and playing golf day in and day out with some of my best friends. So, you know, and really enjoy it. And as a don't for a junior golfer, you know, don't practice things that aren't enjoyable. You know, I mean, sure, you got to get better, but, you know, don't spend too much time hitting shots you don't like to hit. Practice things you don't like to practice. Now, Sure, there's a fine line if you're not hitting, let's just say, your chip shots really well and you don't enjoy hitting chip shots. You still don't have to practice a bit of it, but maybe you can find a way to make it fun, make a game out of it with your buddies or something, and I think that'll go a long ways. And also, don't get caught up 
and having the perfect swing. If you want to have a perfect swing, so does everybody else. But let me remind you that there's a lot more that goes into this game of golf skill-wise than perfect swing. Go look at the PGA Tour and pull up a variety of different professional players' swings, and I guarantee you, you're going to see something different in all of them. Now, parents, for practice, I do. Again, stress the process of improvement, and just remember, it does take time. I mean, it really does. The junior golfers, they're, you know, they're changing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Their limbs are actually getting longer, and they might be getting longer at different rates than other children. So, you know, there's things that are going to happen during the process. There's going to be the ups and downs. Um, but again, I think stress the process for the junior golfer is so important. And I don't, you know, don't quiz the junior on, you know, outcomes or stress too much of the technique. You know, I think, again, we have to really, you know, help the junior golfers have a positive experience in this game. And, um, you know, when they're out there practicing, you know, maybe practice with them, make some games as well. Have fun while you're out there doing it. So before I give you a couple of my final thoughts, I would like to thank, first of all, Lynn and Pia from Vision 54 for helping put together some of these things. They have a great resource and it's a book they put together called Golf Parents of the Future. And I'll share a link to that in the show notes. And some of these do's and don'ts did come from them and some of them I expanded on. And just recently, Operation 36 put a post out sharing some of these tips as well. And, you know, I think both of those you should follow on Instagram. They post really good things, both Operation 36 and Vision 54. And I'll share that in the show links as well. So I'd like to thank them for kind of helping me, you know, put together some of these thoughts that I think do tie into tournament play. And then now, you know, for my final thoughts, this is a long journey. And so many things can change even daily. So enjoy the whole process and have fun doing it. Lastly, as a parent, go find yourself a good camera and take a lot of photos while they're out playing in these tournaments. You'll love to look back at them. It's going to bring back so many fond memories and it keeps you distracted in a positive way when they're in the moment in these tournaments. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I really hope that this adds some value and helps put together some of the the thoughts that you've had of trying to improve in this area of tournament play and gives you some things that you can take away that you can go out and implement into your tournament play, whether it's before, during, or after the tournament. So thank you so much for tuning in and look forward to having you all back here next week on the podcast.